The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent. This program is intended for educational purposes. You're listening to Radio Azim Premji University. I, in Tamil Nadu, when I started playing cricket, played only batting. It was only when I moved to Bombay that I started playing on turf wickets. Chennai had, Madras had only one or two turf wickets. It was true for most of our generation that we played, except the people in Bombay, would play on matting. For example, in my own case, I played all my cricket on matting till I went to Delhi. All the mats were coir or jute. So at the age of 27, when I resumed cricket and went to Chennai to play, I still remember that we made the mistake of playing one of our tournaments. It was called the North Madras Industries Tournament. So all the uh, Paris, Dunlop, Carbonum Universal and all of us would play a tournament. And we played on a mat that had water, a bit of water. And even a bit of water can be terrible. So I still remember that one of the balls took off and without any warning, even as I was shaping to play, rose and hit my specs on the left side and the specs flew five yards. It flew to short square like from my face. Push the boundary to Chinagong at one end and Cox's Bazaar at the other. And there's still not be enough. Caught with Giri and Raghu. Episode 3 Spinning Through the 70s. So, as you know, Patauri had a long run and really built the Indian team of the future from the 60, 61 tour to 69-70. By then, Vijay Merchant had taken over as the chairman of selectors. And they were trying a slew of new cricketers and giving them chances. That is how Solkar, Chetan Chauhan, G.R. Vishwanath, players like Gandotra, Amber Roy, you won't have heard of some of those names because they all came during that series as Vijay Merchant was desperately trying to build some new team. And Patodi was clearly out of favour. Our next tour was in 1970-71 when we had to visit West Indies and England. West Indies in the early part of 71 and England in the summer of 71 after returning from West Indies. That was the time when Merchant cast his chairman's vote when the committee was split 2-2 in favour of Vadekar and Patodi as captain. Vijay Merchant put his casting vote in favour of Vadekar and made Vadekar the captain. And it was with Vadekar as captain that that eventful series against West Indies happened. At that time, the Indian team went to West Indies with a very interesting mix of experience and youth. Here is Ajit Vadekar. I'm really happy and honoured to lead the Indian team on this forthcoming tour to West Indies. I have got three opening batsmen in Ashok Mankat, Sunil Gavaskar and Jantilal. Middle order batsmen Jaisima, Vishwanath and Saddasaib. Then I got very good all-rounders and Salim Durrani, Eknath Sorkar and Abid Ali. Then we have got spin attack in Prasanna and Bedi. These two will be supported 
in spin attack by Venkatragon, my deputy. Then I got two very good wicket keeper in Krishnamurti and Jijibai. There is only one medium best bowler, Govind Raj. So in this series, Gavaskar missed the first test and he couldn't play the first test. He was automatically selected for the second test and he opened the batting. He scored two fifties in that second test, which we won. The only test we won in that series. And from the third test onwards, there was no stopping him. He hit a century in the third test. He hit another in the fourth test. And in the fifth test, he outdid himself, hitting a century and a double century. And this was his debut. But one shouldn't forget that the whole chain of events started with somebody else. The first test, the first day had been rained off. And then on the second day, India started batting. And the newspapers carried only the lunchtime score. So next morning in Bombay, when I saw the lunchtime score, it was 75 for 5 or something, India. And then by that evening, news came through that India had scored some 370 or 380 runs. All of us were completely, you know, astonished. We were five down and only Sardesai was there with Solkar. How could we score 390 runs? So I turned around and told my friends, I remember this very distinctly. Sardesai must have scored a double hundred. Yes, Sardesai had scored 212. And this test, mind you, psychologically made a huge difference in that whole series. And because we had a 160-run lead, Venkatraghavan told Vadekar, in this four-day match, 160 runs deficit is enough to give them a follow-on. So Vadekar went in and told in the West Indies dressing room, Gary, you can bat again. In the second test, Sardesai scored a century. In the third test, he scored 75 or something. And in the fourth test, he again scored a century. So while Gavaskar, we are going to, we have talked about what all he did. While he scored 700 odd runs, Sardesai wasn't far behind. He scored 650 runs or so. And in fact, it was Sardesai who started the whole thing and Gavaskar just clinched it with enough runs. He made a huge difference to the Indian team for the next 15 to 20 years. But people don't give enough credit to Vadekar. Vadekar was a very, very shrewd, practical captain. He knew exactly what he wanted. And it's a credit to him that he was able to get Jaisima, Sardesai and uh, Durani. Durani together in his team and was able to use their brains and their experience brilliantly while at the same time allowing people like Gavaskar to bloom. That was a very, very important turning point in Indian cricket history. The fact that India beat West Indies 1-0 in the West Indies 
nearly beat West Indies in the first test after giving them a follow-on. Nearly beat West Indies in the final test, I think, in Port of Spain meant that they had done brilliantly in West Indies. For these two series, West Indies and the England series that followed, Venkatragavan was the vice-captain. In these two series, Venkatragavan took the maximum number of wickets. And in West Indies, he not only took those wickets, but as a tactician, you must remember, it was Venkat who told Vadekar 150 was the margin and suggested to Vadekar that we give West Indies a follow-on. This psychologically played a huge part in the rest of the series when West Indies realized that this Indian team was different. To top it, Vadika then took his team to England. And you know what happened in England. West Indies par shandar vijay ke baad Bharat ne teen test series mein England se mukabla kiya. Lords Maidan mein pehla test बारिश के कारण ड्रॉ हो गया दूसरा टेस्ट भी बारिश ने ड्रॉ कर दिया अब ओवल मैदान में कैप्टन वाड़ेकर और दिलीप सर देसाई की तगड़ी भागीदारी तीसरे टेस्ट की दूसरी पाली में वाड़ेकर 45 रन बनाकर रन आउट हो गए स्पिनर चंद्रशेखर ने इंग्लैंड को सिर्फ 101 रन पर चलता किया अब विश्वनाथ ने सर देसाई का साथ देकर विजय का मार्ग प्रशस्त किया भारत ने 4 विकेट से विजय पाई रबर जीता we played beautifully in the first test. We were lucky to draw the second test because of rain at Manchester. And we played brilliantly thanks to Chandrasekhar's magical spell to win the third test. And India won the series. By 71 December, we had the Indo-Pak War. And Indians, all their attention from having achieved a fantastic high in cricket all our attention was around the war and the liberation of Bangladesh and stuff like that. With 30,000 refugees a day still crossing into India from East Bengal, pressures are rapidly building up on the Indian government to create its own solution to the crisis by force, in short, by war with Pakistan. Jai Hind, I am talking December ko Pakistan ne hamare upar ek hamla kiya. It's a burden that Mrs. Gandhi says India cannot bear for much longer. If the money cannot be raised in voluntary contributions from other nations, the consequences will be catastrophic for India's economic development. India has always tried to be on the side of peace and negotiations and so on. But of course we can't... Um, uh, endanger our security in any way. Dhaka came under attack from all sides as the Indians pressed forward for a quick victory. The Pakistanis fell back towards their capital. Jessore soon fell, but at Kulna the Pakistanis made a stand and the Indians met with some stiff resistance. <laughs> India's victory gave birth to a new nation, Bangladesh, an occasion for great rejoicing not only in the new state, but all over India as well. 
believe it or not it was during the war that indian cricketers gavaskar bedi and engineer and pakistani cricketers zahir abbas and intika walam played together for the rest of the world against australia in a series that was taking place in australia strange as it may seem while their countries were at war here those five or six players had to be together and be friends there rogue engineer a wicketkeeper for the world 11 the team is gavaska lloyd bady cunis sobers hatton kanhai intercarb greg abbas and engineer with masood as the 12th man by then indians were reeling under an inflation crisis of huge magnitude खाने पीने में हर चीज में कटौती तो करनी पड़ेगी ना तभी जाके तो थोड़ा सा नहीं तो हर चीज का दाम इतना बढ़ गया है दालें वगैरह ले लो चावल ले लो हर चीज का घी का सब चीज के दाम इतने बढ़े हैं कि मतलब गरीब आदमी तो रह ही नहीं सकता कुछ कर ही नहीं सकता अ फैमिली दैट इन 1971 एंड 72 कुड लिव कंफर्टेबली अ मिडिल क्लास फैमिली ऑन 400 रुपीस सैलरी ऑफ अ एम्प्लॉई स्ट्रगल टू डू द सेम इवन विद 700 800 बिकॉज़ द ओपेक क्राइसिस हैड हिट अस The Middle East war produced developments all over the world today. The oil producing countries of the Arab world decided to use their oil as a political weapon. They will reduce oil production by 5% a month until the Israelis withdraw from occupied territories. If the Arab countries keep that pledge, it would reduce their production by almost 50% in one year. Prices of oil I think jumped up by 70%. Prices of everything went up. and the government of india was under huge pressure finally came the oil crisis that not only quadrupled fuel prices but also sent fertilizer costs rocketing india had no alternative but to cut its imports of fertilizer with all that that implies for domestic food production the effect of all these pressures was to send india's general inflation rate up to 30% in 1974 post that you had unrest across the country you had the gujarat appraising the navnirman samiti you had jay prakash narayan leading the movement from bihar onwards all over the country cricket is now in the background you know uh, while from the 70s 71 series our cricket was moving up the period between 73 to 75 india had become a cauldron 1974 is the famous railway strike led by george fernandes government refused to concede it declared the strike illegal arrested thousands of union members and sent in troops to man the trains my personal memories of the railway strike is that i was a student at pilani at that time my journey from delhi to pune by amritsar express because you had a train once a week in those days of strike no question of uh, reservations etc just jump in and i remember traveling for more than half the time on a trunk of a nayab subedar in the toilet of the train that was the mahol i come to pune to be with my parents and in a couple of weeks the indian cricket team goes to play their test series in england giri you've been talking about bigger things that was happening to the nation thanks to the train strike actually mine is much more personal but very very significant i got married in chennai and had to come all the way from bombay changing three buses i came all the way by bus from bombay to chennai to get married 
कमिंग अप ऑन द अदर साइड ऑफ द ब्रेक भाइयों और बहनों राष्ट्रपति जी ने आपातकाल की घोषणा की है दे ऑल सेड इफ यू प्ले केरी पैकर यू कांट प्ले द रेगुलर टेस्ट्स और द वन डेयर्स और व्हाटएवर we will travel all over india listen to all kinds of people in many many different languages we will go to pandharpur in maharashtra where we will hear from the marathi varkari poets like namdev the tailor we will travel north to banaras and hear from kabir the weaver raidas the cobbler we will travel to rajasthan we will hear from meera and other poets of that region we will also go down south to karnataka and we'll hear from the kannada vachanakaras people like devardasimya the weaver or madarachanaya the cobbler these people constitute the bhakti path or tradition bhakti republic with amit basole Out now only on Radio Azim Premji University The worst disadvantage for the Indian team on that disastrous tour of 1974 was that the english board cleverly insisted on a rule that said that not more than five fielders can be on the leg side and i don't know how the indian board agreed to such a ridiculous uh, restriction it literally pulled the fangs out of our spin attack for imagine prasanna bedi chandra or venkat bowling there with just five fielders on the leg side enough is not being mentioned about this critical mistake by the board and they bought it so that's the that is how we were we have talked at length about sunil gavaskar and the part played by dilip sardesai after the 71 series when indian cricket didn't do very well in the subsequent 2 3 years this is when we had gundappa vishwanath starting to make a real difference we had gavaskar continuing to be the solid opening batsman but what happened when the west indies visited us in 1975 was that vishwanath struck a purple patch and made a huge difference to that entire series we lost the first two tests it looked as if west indies would run us over that's when in the third test vishwanath that beloved batsman who was loved by almost all the cricket following public and was such an artist and a stylist started scoring big and making a significant difference in the third test he scored a century and we won that test the fourth test was at chennai india go into the fourth test at madras with their tails up India win the toss for the fourth time in succession and elect to bat. And we watched that test and can never forget the kind of innings he played. Bowled to Vishwanath and Vishwanath hammers him through the covers for four. 
boys to Vishwanath. A rampaging Roberts who had all the other batsmen hopping, Vishwanath played a lone hand and remained unbeaten on 97. They had 52 for the ninth wicket when Gibbs at last bowls Bedi for 14. The end comes when Chandrasekhar is caught by Lloyd off Roberts for one, leaving Vishwanath unbeaten with a magnificent 97. That 97 not out after the century made us win the third and fourth tests. India win the match by a hundred runs and the series is all square with two victories each. And we squared the series after the fourth test and fine, the fifth test was won again by West Indies. Subsequently also, Vishwanath was one of the principal batsmen who along with Gavaskar made our team something to reckon with when we played at home and away. You you had to see Vishwanath playing those kind of strokes to appreciate that man's genius. And all the way over the next few years, right up to the time when we chased 400 and beat West Indies, it was Vishwanath and Gavaskar. After that disastrous tour of England and after West Indies had won the first two tests of their fight, Test series against India, I think Vishnath was just simply magnificent in pulling us back. But while we were playing all these tests, close on the heels of all the turmoil that I spoke about before the English tour, India was already a searing cauldron and the emergency was just a few months away. शरियंत से अवगत होंगे जो उस समय से रचा जा रहा है जब से मैंने भारत के जनसाधारण के लाभ के लिए कुछ प्रगतिशील उपाय करने शुरू किए। For the first time in in our country, um, comprehensive press censorship was introduced. Then all the fundamental rights were suspended, including the right to live. Be sutri karyakram, this, that, and the other, putting people under misa. Nobody ever wants to see something like the emergency ever again. The hold of such a autocratic, non-democratic move can be felt in various parts of the, your life. Cricketing example I'll give you. India win against West Indies in Port of Spain for 400, scoring 406 runs to win. The Indians had sent a commentary team of uh, Suresh Saraya and Ravi Chaturvedi to cover it. And we guys were listening to live commentary being broadcast from the sponsors being Dunlop. So at the end of the test match, Ravi Chaturvedi calls Bedi for an interview to the radio and we're waiting for it. So Bedi is there. He's the captain. Bedi is the captain of the Indian team. That's why he gets called to the commentary room. And Ravi Chaturvedi is supposed to have an interview with him asking. For the next five minutes after calling Bedi, he talks of B. Sutri Karikram and how important the B. Sutri Karikram is for India and the glory of the B. Sutri Karikram. What is that? 20-point program of that Indira Gandhi had announced. After you win with the highest ever fourth-inning score and probably one of the greatest test victories of all time by any team, all that the commentator could do after calling the victorious captain was to praise the B. Sutri Karikram of Indira Gandhi. in 77-78 when Bedi who was the captain still took his team to Australia 
they played a second 11 from australia because packer had already started his world series cricket three ultimate cricket teams australia the west indies and the world battling for supremacy the one day game had taken roots after gillette cup and the late 60s by now there was a lot of feeling that something had to be done to make cricket a more popular sport for the crowds and they also realized television coverage was getting more and more people to see the game on the screen and start enjoying it because the commentary now in the television was largely by people who were very popular as ex cricketers or people who were dramatizing the whole thing and he's gone what a great so television was making the game more attractive and there was a clamor for faster brighter cricket there was this guy called packer in australia who saw a lot of commercial possibilities and he said why not we play cricket i'll play it at night that the finest cricketers in the world and the finest cricket that the world is going to see is going to be played in Australia for about 8 to 10 weeks every summer Lily's pounding down like a machine Pascoe's making divots in the green so he ensured that Sydney Melbourne all these big grounds in Australia had lights so you could light it up like you're saying now in the t20 and he said i'll have dramatic commentators colored clothing sponsors for cricket lots of gifts for everyone and i'll have a one day game but starting in the evening and people could go to work come back and see night cricket I can come home from work I can take my cold is out my esky uh, I can have a drink I can have a cold meal because you don't want a hot meal when it's really hot and he can take his wife and kids out and spend 3 or 4 or 5 hours with them and it's really superb for them as well and I think night cricket's here to stay the cricket boards were completely against this whether it's india or england or australia they all said if you play kerry packer you can't play the regular tests or the one dayers or whatever so there was a big tussle and in india they very successfully told all the our test players and one day top cricketers you sign with kerry packer that's it the establishment will not touch you so even top stars like gavaskar and kapil dev and others who were by then you know really top stars they said no we are not going to touch it and it took a few years and giri i am not very sure it was very successful while it lasted for 2 3 years why did it stop kerry packer's time introduced some irreversible changes to the way we played our white ball cricket 2 years down the line Kerry Packer was still making a loss because he was invested. He had invested a lot of money. Kerry Packer was making a loss, but he was not the only guy who was making a loss. I think the Australian Cricket Board was also making a loss because the best players had gone away. The crowds are going there, but the crowds are not going enough, and the television is not doing enough for Kerry Packer probably to pull in enough revenue. Having said that, I can say in a nutshell, 
both the teams decided to come for a truce simply because both were making losses. And I think the truce was simple. These players, we will include back, no bans, nothing. We will welcome them with open arms. So Clive Lloyd and Ian Chappell and Imran Khan, everybody can play for their respective countries. Welcome aboard again, let's play together. Kerry Packer, we will give you Channel 9 rights. So when you see the Channel 9 broadcasting all the cricket and doing everything, I think the significant aspect of the truce was all the television rights, Channel 9, 9 rights for Kerry Packer and uh, cricketers back here, regular cricket here, so you could do that. 1980 onwards, Australia started hosting, I think, a Benson Hedges tri-series, one-day series, etc. Played in the night, white ball, black cricket. I think that's a summary of that aspect of Kerry Packer and its influence and irreversible introductions to world cricket. In 78, we went to Pakistan, got beaten thoroughly by Pakistan in Pakistan and that was the end of the spin quartet. But to us, the spin quartet symbolized the very soul of our nation. We come from the land of Gandhi, the land of non-violence and the land where dialogue, negotiation and unending adherence to truth and dharma seems to be the way forward. In some way, in a world where the most beautiful sight in cricket is assumed to be a fast bowler knocking the middle stump out or rattling batsmen with a number of close-in fielders, isn't it wonderful that four gentle people, of whom three were vegetarians, were able to bowl at minimal speeds but infinite guile, almost with a smile, softly like velvet, inviting and lulling, their enemy to doom. Non-violence, spin, Gandhi. The unimaginable connection that we make for ourselves about our bowling. Here is an excerpt from our first book, Midwicket Tales. Ah, but those were different times. The mind goes back to the 60s and 70s. The era of this unmatchable spin quartet. No live television coverage for almost the entire part of their career. Those were the days when the fruity voice of Pearson Surita and the nasal drone of Ananda Rao in India and a vivid description of John Ollett in England and Alan McGilvray in Australia brought them into our lives. Remember Arlat in the summer of 1971 described S. Venkat Raghavan and B.S. Chandrasekhar. Here comes Venkat, tall, slightly flat-footed. Five language steps, left hand reaching for the sky. And then after some time, from the other end. Chandra, shirt tails flapping in the breeze, sleeves buttoned down, turns, begins his run. One, two, three, four, eleven, twelve, past umpire. Very romantic times those. We won a match or two now and then and we're happy to hug those memories. And then we won some more. And we realized that these four magicians were in fact setting up opportunities for victories more frequently than ever before. And so this quartet was forged over 15 long years. Arapalli Prasanna, the eldest, came into the Indian side in 62, Chandra in 1964, Venkat in 1965. 
and Bishan Bedi in 66. Each of them made their debut at age 20 or earlier. For their entire careers, four spinners, brothers in arms, but fighting forever for three places in the team. Each was poetry in action, fluid, smooth, economical of action and with unending guile. Bedi, the supreme artist, warm-hearted, always the first to applaud the six from the batsman, but owner of the best arm ball in cricket history. Chandra, the least demonstrative, quiet, magical, unplayable destroyer. Prasanna, cunning, cocky, plotting all the time to make a fool of the batsman. Venkat, a fierce, tigerish resolve, almost a fast bowler's temperament to complement his spinner's brain. Bowling for team satisfaction than for his own ego. By the time the Indian team went to Pakistan in 78 to resume cricket ties after 18 long years, it seemed that these four icons had been playing forever. Prasanna was 38, Venkat and Chandra 33 and Bedi just a year younger. And between them, they seemed to have bowled a million overs. They had bamboozled Gary Sobers and Clive Lloyd lulled Ian Chappell and Doug Walters to doom, toyed with Ken Fletcher and John Edrich. They seem to have taken every wicket for India in the last 15 years. But 15 years is a long time and these intelligent men knew that they were approaching the end of very illustrious careers. Make sure you check out the show notes where we share the show resources and acknowledgements. And don't forget to subscribe or like our channel for future episodes. On the next episode, Kapil hit the scene and soon we saw a fast bowler from Haryana coming running in and bowling and having three slips. India can do it. Skipper Kapil Dev and the Indian cricket team proved it by claiming the Prudential World Cup staged in England. When you look at Indian test cricket of the 80s, probably the highlight of that would be the tight test in Chennai. It's a tie! You're listening to... You're listening to... You're listening to... You're listening to... Radio Azeem Premji University. Radio Azeem Premji University.